Hey everyone, welcome to the Magical Healing the World podcast. My name is David, here with my lovely wife, Ms. Megan. Hey y'all. And we are so excited. We have such a special guest for you all today. For those of you that have been following the Magical Movement, you know this really divine seed and this mission to heal the world has taken so many beautiful twists and turns. And we've been such a deep advocate of the beauty and power of plant medicines and psychedelics, you know, from ayahuasca to psilocybin. And there, those of you that have been following this movement for years, you know there's been a really powerful shift what, the past two or three months, specifically on this guidance that we've gotten about the power of foods. Well, the magic mushroom told me like over a year ago yeah, that raw true. foods were the way, yep. you know, but we would do it and then we would, you know, have a cheat meal and that would lead to like a month of cheat meals. Yeah. So it was just a process to get here because the addiction in food is real, y'all, because of the chemicals. Um. So this past two or three months, it's been so clear that raw foods, fasting and fruits specifically are such a key to healing the world. And Megan uh, discovered such a beautiful, I mean, divine soul that is doing some amazing work out there. And y'all, we're going to drop all her social accounts, uh, at the end yeah, of this. You guys totally need to follow her hundred percent. Yes. Uh, her YouTube videos are so soulful. I've watched uh, multiple of them. Uh, the vibration of her posts mm -hmm. on Facebook, is just beautiful. Um, her name is Aline, Aline Habib. Aline, thank you so, so much for making time uh, to chat with us today. Oh, 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 well, that's right. One quick thing. Um, I actually, right before this, I messaged her because she made a really beautiful post. And I'm like, can I intro you with this? And it's so powerful the, the, because there's so much uh, truth and vulnerability. And, you know, we're all about transformation. So uh, Aline posted, and this is such a great intro for her, from alcoholic drug fiend to barefoot raw vegan jungle queen and that is exactly what she is aline thank you for uh coming on with us today wow thank you so much david for the beautiful introduction thank you megan as well be here thank you for inviting me this is such an honor Yes, yes, no. Thank you for coming here. We've wanted to uh, snag you up for a little while now. It's it's amazing the path you're on, and you are a living example of it. I mean, the stuff you're posting, the stuff you're doing, yep. there's such a, you know, and I don't mean this in any kind of negative or judgmental light, but there's such a war going on right now on the consciousness of humanity and the beauty uh, and, and foods. Foods are such a powerful part of that, and you're living that each and every day with the authenticity authenticity of your posts and not everyone is there's a lot of people that will post about it but they're not all living it you know what i mean and you are living it absolutely i think it's so important to be you know walking our talk <laughs> and yeah. doing li living in integrity with what we say we're going to do what we say we're doing so i felt exactly that was really lacking especially in the spiritual community especially mm. Um, circles people like you know often portray a certain image of what it is to heal and it's really not always that simple it takes years it's a lot of for me anyway it was a lot of ups and downs relapses oh, yeah. getting back up you know struggling through it um i know some people maybe have it easier 
But for me, it was definitely not an easy road. And I chose a few years ago to be as authentic as possible, not just to like, quote unquote, look good, but actually truly serve from like this place of honesty and truth in my life. I I love that so much. And we're going to get into your story, but I got to point something out real quick. I would love and obviously feel free to speak as much on this or as little as you feel called to. But, um, you know, I've personally been in the personal development space about 15 years and in the healing space, diving so deep this past three years or so. And um, I don't like titles, but I guess if you, you'd say influencer in the space, I've, I've been around for a bit. And so many really, just like you said, they portray this always happy. Everything's always great. And look at all the positives. And something you posted recently that, wow, it was so beautiful, so powerful you did some kind of video. You did a post, a link to a video that was like, Hey, I just want you all to know out there that I'm going through it too. Like there's ups, there's downs. I, I don't know if you may, you know what I'm talking about. It was something just recently where you were uh, posting about you going through a, just a rough spell because that's the human experience. We all do it. And very few people are authentic enough. Uh, I don't say that in judgment, but very few people, I guess, have the the courage to show the sides where it's not all pretty. Like there's, we all go through emotional ups and downs. There's tough times, all of that. And you just did a beautiful video on that. And it was so authentic. It was like, I don't know, a week ago, two weeks ago. Do you know what I'm speaking about? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Oh, that, that was so hard to do, honestly, because uh, who, who wants to it? film themselves after they've just like, yeah. Or, you know, cry. Or, but I just felt this calling to like get out there and do it because that's just that's just where I'm going to serve from. And actually, that message came to me in a plant medicine ceremony <laughs> oh, <laughs> because I, I was that. asking for guidance, um, how to, you know, how to start my business, how to help people, how to serve. And I literally got the message like, you just need to be as real as possible, as yes. ugly as you can be, you know, like as real as you can be so that people can see the real you you know and that that's been really scary for me to do that because you know I have skeletons in my closet too that I don't necessarily want to share about that aren't glamorous but again that's like the ego talking that's like you know a part of me that needed to break in order for me to really um, step forward into my light you know and like embrace my darkness and not be scared to share it yes mm-hmm. wow Girl, because of the ayahuasca ceremony, I was able to share all of my stories that I was, I didn't want to share all of those things either, but you know what I mean? It sets us free and then we're able to help and teach others, you know, that are going through it. And you know, what's, you know what it is you, by you do it's So I had no clue that it was a plant medicine ceremony. I told you that's so funny. how it, It's so interesting how it all connects because yeah. we're, we're such advocates. We work with plant medicines. That's, that's such a big part of it. But, um, by you, finding the true strength and courage that it takes to step out and speak your truth that isn't pretty in whatever that may mean, it creates so much space Mm. for others to share their stories because so many, everyone has these stories and Mm. there's, we live in a world where there's so much judgment and it keeps so much, so people so closed off. So it takes warriors of truth like Mm. yourself to have the strength to speak that. And it creates this energy that people feel through your words of authenticity that creates something within them to be able to speak theirs. So it's such a deep level of God's work. And thank you for that. Yes, and it's so inspiring. Yeah. 
Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. And I've, I've had yeah. to face a lot of resistance. You know, a lot of my family members uh, were telling me, you know, don't air out your dirty laundry. Don't be like, you know, be careful what you share out there. People don't want to hear your problems, you know, and friends too. And, you know, I just had to kind of quiet that noise because, you know, I have people coming into my inbox right now. You know, my son is struggling. My sister is struggling. What can I do, you know? So it might not even be the people that necessarily like the post, but they're watching, you know, they're watching and we never know who we're going to inspire, who we're going to help and which, how many lives we're going to save just by like planting these seeds, you know, and people might not be ready to hear them right now. When I talk about Iboga, they're like, what is that? <laughs> but they yeah. might, you know, just receive um, a line or even ayahuasca. A lot of people have never heard about ayahuasca, but I was called mm -hmm. to share about it because it's like seeds we plant, you know, and then when the person is ready, maybe or maybe not, they answer the call, but they're definitely, we're, we're planters, <laughs> we're definitely farmers. <laughs> yes, wow, there is so much in that statement, Iboga is so powerful, as is ayahuasca, and that's that's one of our medicines, but. Our mm. families are oh. not in our lives, I had to make all new friends, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. we did. Um, you know, that's a whole nother topic, but you know, just on a quick note, that's, it's so in alignment with our story too, because I, none, I, besides my direct mom, um, my whole 95% of the rest of my family is a hundred percent out of my life. And I'm at peace with that now that's been a journey, but they were, it's, it's, you know, it's this, there was just a not an alignment and you have to step into your truth. And I feel like this war, this warrior path, which is what you're on, what we're on, like you have to step into your strength, your truth. And there's a lot of the fear of stepping by yourself. It's lonely for a while. It is because it's either conform to what you know is not true, but is safe or step into your truth. And it's lonely and scary. And you have to step into that because, and you hit the nail on the head because of all these people that you're able to impact. And Megan too, again, her whole family turned on her, except for mm. her, her mom. We're so grateful for that. But mm. we have every, there's like no, no communication at all. And I'm not saying that's the way it has to be at all. And that's just parents, our experience. They just did not understand, you know, they yeah. just didn't understand, yeah. you know, and yeah, that's really with that. But anyway, <laughs> I, I, I definitely want to get into your story. Um, I I've seen bits and pieces of it. I've definitely done my Facebook and YouTube stalking because you're so intriguing, <laughs> and I just I deeply can feel energy on truth and authenticity, and you vibrate that. Um, so yeah, we would love to hear your story as wherever you want to start from. You know your your struggles or what what is it that caught your eye about the foods what but is it that was the plant medicine yes you know because i know you have your experience with boga and ayahuasca so i want you to touch yeah. on all of whatever that. whatever you wherever you'd like to start we're we're all ears okay perfect and feel free to you know stop me in the meantime and ask questions i'll uh i'll awesome. try as best i can <laughs> <laughs> all right well i was born in montreal canada so i'm french canadian and my parents are from the Middle East, so a little bit of cultural background there, growing up in a very French society, uh, Quebecer society, you know, kind of not really feeling like I belonged here, um, feeling a little bit out of place, hypersensitive child. Uh, you know, I had three younger brothers, so we had a big family. It was pretty loud. <laughs> yeah. And uh, but yeah, so beautiful parents. Um, challenging mother, 
very challenging mother, <laughs> narcissist, <laughs> um, to a certain extent. I don't want to, you know, say too much about that. But yeah, I had I had a very challenging relationship with my mother. Very good relationship with my dad. Very good relationship with my brothers. Um, but always felt like, you know, the black sheep. Always felt like, you know, out of place. Oh yeah. And uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, I started. Around the age of nine, I started self-harming. I started turning inwards. It's like the pain of the world was just too much. I was looking at everything around and just everything made me so sad. Everything made me so um, down. And I remember having suicidal thoughts from that age, like really young, just wanting to be like taken out, just take me out. So I started. That's, mm. that's so tough. And you know what's, you, you mentioned as a child that young, like not having, and you know, again, we all speak in this space with no judgment for what mm -hmm. it is, but having that lack of love from a mother figure, when you're that young, yeah. that's one of the core necessities of evolving is like having the mother and fatherly love, like having that yeah. nurturing, having that comfort. So it, it impacts at such a deep level. Megan was just like, oh my gosh, same. I don't know if you hear but she was like, yeah, she was at, that's the age she started having those things too. It was, mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, we were right there with you. Yeah, lots um, of similarities. Yeah, so could continue. Yeah. I just want to step back and see how this is that's happening. Yeah. Well, it's extra challenging too when um like all my needs were provided for. I had everything I wanted and you know they they told me that was love, you know, when you think that that's love and when you think that mm. you know everything is for your best interest and they're providing for you then there's like that extra layer of guilt like oh, okay mm. is it really so bad or then you're being told that other kids have it worse or you know mm. uh, so that kind of stuff was kind of messing with my mind too um, and it took me a long time it took me a lot of plant medicine a lot of therapy to you know come to terms with it and also forgive her also like love her for mm. where she is at and where she was at and be like okay well you know that's all she knew that was the way they did things back then and <laughs> that's mm. just the way I had to kind of accept that yeah, I had been I had been a victim of abuse, you know, and that's okay, you know, and that's um, but it but it left a scar. It left a scar, uh, you know, complex PTSD, nervous system was shut down, my brain was all messed up. So as soon as I turned about like 12, 13 and I discovered cigarettes, alcohol, it was like it was disaster zone. I mean, I knew I had a problem from the first time I put alcohol in my mouth. It was, it was really bad. Yeah. It was like, whoa, <laughs> I just didn't stop, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and then they were very strict, I mean, Middle Eastern. So it was like, you know, punishments and they didn't know what to do with me. My poor parents, I feel so bad for them. You know, they just like, no, this is not the child we were supposed to have. <laughs> oh, but, oh my God. Um, but fast forward a little bit, my, my my dad actually was really, really, they were both really supportive and trying to get me help. You know, by the time I was 17, I was attempting suicide and me into, you know, traditional hospitals um, for eating disorders as well. I was in and out of different treatment centers, uh, you know, pharmaceuticals, doctors, that kind of stuff. They, that's all they knew back then. So they tried and yeah, my, my dad was always like, supporting me and he evolved with my issues it was like he really accepted me for who I was he didn't try to like you know make me out to be something I wasn't and he's still like 
with me on this path. And <laughs> he's even experiencing with um, plant medicine now. <laughs> you know, after so many years, he finally opened wow. up those doors for himself. So yeah, me and him have definitely, definitely been on a healing path. And unfortunately, my mom and I have kind of taken some distance from each other. And it's for the best for the both of us. For but sure. um, yeah, so a journey of yeah, eating disorders, addictions, um, promiscuous sex, you know, just having zero kind of respect, respect for who I am as a, as, a, as a person, you know, I just didn't really have God in my life either. I kind of gave up my faith. We were Christian and I, around the age of maybe 11, I kind of didn't want to go to church anymore. didn't want to pray, didn't uh, want to go that path. And that's exactly the path that <laughs> I chose was like the other side, you know, it showed me um, what life was without God in my life. So it took me many, many years to surrender. And it's only when I discovered the plant medicines when, um, so I moved to Belize. <laughs> Let's go back a little bit. I know you guys uh, have been going to Belize as well, oh. which is another layer of our connection. <laughs> we held a retreat there every God. year. We've been there, I don't even know how many times. Oh, Belize is a very, very special very place special to place us. Though. We have a relationship with they're Palladian beings, uh, but they're, oh, yeah, uh, they're they own a they own a pretty beautiful retreat in the middle of the jungle out there. Um, this very yeah. special place. By the, I don't mean to jump around, but man, your story—it's crazy. There's, with alcohol, there's David. so many he pieces. A binge drinker. So that's my, you know, not to get into it now, but the the resonance. I was alcohol. That was my escape for so mm -hmm. much. Um, and it was a deep, I mean, promiscuous sex, alcohol, like just escaping constantly. I was a freaking train wreck, uh, <laughs> in New York. Yeah. um, anyone that knew me would just, it's a completely different, uh, person now. Um, and yeah, plant medicines, that's really what, um, did it for me too. Wow. There's just mm -hmm. so many resonances and similarities <laughs> yeah. between both of us and, and yeah. your, your story. It's yeah. beautiful. Cause I, I get it. Wow. I get so much of what you're saying on a deep level. So, <laughs> um, so when you're living without God, it's, it's, it's very chaotic. It's very, very chaotic. Mm. And once you like move past that, it's like, Oh, I'm not constantly in fight or flight. Like there's not always, I'm not always waiting for the world to crash down once you like get out of that. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so yeah, take us to Belize. <laughs> so I moved to Belize. Uh, I was about 20, was 15 years ago. I'm 38 today. And uh, I moved there because I fell in love with the place. I felt like that mm -hmm. would be my healing space. So my dad and I bought a piece of property together. And we were doing like it was like a small resort slash real estate development we had a beautiful boat um gorgeous villas you know the lagoon side it was beach to lagoon so man i was living the Ooh. life it was so good wow. it was so good it was like yeah it was <laughs> living, living in paradise you know helping my dad i also opened a little boutique i was helping you know with community projects i helped start a youth center there it was in placencia in the south of belize oh my god that's our favorite place <laughs> no way that's so cool the book that we were speaking of is not in placencia but yeah. we do love placencia that's, we almost bought property down there we were so wow. close right in the little um the, what's that little turn we've almost bought international property oh, twice <laughs> yeah that's oh. so funny all right continue that's just that blows our mind that's our favorite place yeah Wow. Well, maybe you heard of Wild Orchid. No. 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 Okay. It was close no, to, continue. Though. This is so close interesting. To the, yeah, it was near the airport. It wasn't too far. 
Um, there's also a private island called Mohoki, and that, that was my family's. <laughs> we were just wow. like living oh, it up. So yeah. Cool. But I was partying a lot and having a little bit too much fun. Yeah. You know, I had a hard time balancing mm -hmm. it all. So my eating disorder was doing way better when I was in Belize. I was eating, you know, fried chicken, uh, you name it. I mean, pork chops, <laughs> rice yeah. and beans, oh, all yeah. that good stuff, yeah. you know. Um, and also drinking a lot on the weekends. So I had a baby. Uh, yeah. She's 12 years old now. So I had her in 2009 with a Belizean man. So she's half Belizean. And um, yeah, I mean, I was just kind of just trying to balance it all together, working a lot, doing too much. And on the weekend, I would go crazy. Um, and at the time, I was in a relationship. I was in a good relationship. Well, good. It was a challenging relationship. <laughs> but I loved him a lot. And we were engaged and all that. But it got uh, it got really tumultuous. It was a very, very, very challenging relationship um, that when we broke up uh, in 2005, 2006, something like that, I just went into such a depression. I went into such a deep, deep depression. And I started saying yes to drugs that I had never said yes to before, you know. Um, and I just went down like a really dark path <laughs> and just wanted to like die, basically. Um, and I had already gone vegan. I had gone vegan maybe two years before that. Oh, my God, I can't even remember the exact dates. No, it was around that same time that I went vegan. Hey, Elaine, sorry about that little disconnection there. Um, so are, are you back with us? I'm awesome. Cool. So you were. Uh... Hold on. I have to, I have to know. Because <laughs> I know exactly where we lost you so we, where we can pick back up. But yeah. I feel like you probably you may know this person because you lived in Placencia. So I have to ask you, do you know who? Percy is who's like the king of the howler monkeys he does like the monkey river tours do you know who I'm talking about absolutely <laughs> Mr. Percy yes oh, oh my gosh that guy mm. is so crazy we love him though wow what a small world yeah yes. we, we work with him every single time we go we brought people down to him we he worked at a retreat we partnered we partnered with him at one of our retreats down there oh man that's so funny yeah, wow. that's really cool. <laughs> okay, so where we were at is um, you were talking about how, you know, you were eating good in Belize, but you were drinking a lot and you had had a child over there and now she's 12. And I think that's right where we lost you. So I was talking to myself, basically. <laughs> did you, did I, did I mention the difficult relationship? No. no. Okay, perfect. All right. So not my baby dad. It was another guy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so my relationships have always been really tumultuous as well. So <laughs> it was really the breaking point was after that engagement broke off that I kind of lost my mind. <laughs> I just lost my mind and I went down to deep end with other drugs, you know, that I hadn't said yes to in the mm. past. But I was just in such a dark place that I just kind of, yeah. I just kind yeah. of gave up on life and uh, went crazy a little bit, um, which led me to my first real um, serious scare with life. Um, my first Ooh. overdose with uh, cocaine and Molly. Basically, I was doing so much of it and I hadn't, you know, eaten, slept, nothing for days. 
basically sent my daughter away. And they were like, you need to go get help. My dad came and took Zaya and they, he was like, this is your chance. You got to save yourself. And um, I did not want to go to a t traditional rehab center. And he found this, uh, well, I had been researching and I had kind of I had some seeds planted about plant medicine from a long time ago, and I discovered uh, ibogaine. So I found out about ibogaine, and it was done in a clinic and all of that. And basically, you know, he supported me financially through that. He was like, if you want to go, then, you know, I'll help you out and all of that. So I went, and I went to Mexico to go do it. Ibogaine is basically, uh, they take some of the alkaloids out of the iboga plant and they make it like super super concentrated and this is like so powerful especially for addiction recovery for withdrawals it helps with the withdrawals it helps with the mental emotional physical withdrawals you know um particularly opiates but i wasn't doing opiates but it still worked for me even with stimulants even with alcohol eating disorders depression everything so it's like a reset it just resets your neural pathways in the brain it resets your body um many people will have like very spiritual experiences visions um it's <laughs> just like it depends on the person but i had the most awakening <laughs> experience ever and it's a window of opportunity after that too. You know, it's like it gives you three months to almost like you have a baby's mind. Your brain is so malleable and able to receive new information in a way that's like never seen before. So I did that. And then I went to a, an aftercare house in California for a few months. And that was my first attempt um, to really get sober. And I stayed sober for about six months after that. And that was... Um, that was really good. Creeping back in and, you know, I don't have a community. I don't have, um, there was a lot of elements to my recovery that were missing. So like the plant medicines are amazing, but we need support after. We need a therapist, mm -hmm. maybe. We need good friends around us. We need the food mm -hmm. as well. So that's really when my food had to start up leveling. You know, I started realizing that even though I was vegan, um, I was still like a junk food vegan, right? I was still like oh, yeah. uh, having the Diet Cokes and the French fries and oh, the Beyond Meat the, burgers. Uh, <laughs> I, I want to mention one thing before yeah. we, we go ahead. The, the Ibogaine, that's such a huge thing to hit on. I want to bring it back there just for a second for our listeners because that's one medicine as much – you know, Megan and I on this journey, we've personally felt we can't speak on much until we experience it. And that's when we have an experience, but we're so intrigued by. Yeah, we've and interviewed a lot of people so that many. run Iboga clinics, but we've never done it ourselves. And you know, what's so powerful, me personally coming from my past with addiction, it's so intriguing to me because it, you know, uh, I've, I've been in an outpatient center. I've tried all that stuff that didn't work that they boast what a 4% recovery rate or whatever. And it's nuts how powerful it is for addiction recovery. Isn't it like in the nineties? And again, you know, everyone's usually different. Like you, People like, have different experiences. Isn't it usually you do it one or two times and that's it. It's a full reset. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. It's like, mm -hmm. and not, not a lot of people know about it. It's still, I mean, obviously we, you, I, my Megan, we, I, we, we can, we um, attract the similar people that are in it, but so few of the world is aware of that 
I wish you could explain more. I but you, I, I know you said it, it differs for each person because I really, truly want to be able to understand what the Iboga experience is like. Mm-hmm. And and isn't it, isn't it a, a long experience? Doesn't it last a long time? Yes, it does. So there's two different experiences, and I've had them both. As one experience, and the Iboga, which is the more na- the natural plant, right, in its natural form. Right the root bark of the tree so it's not even cooked so this is another added thing that i really love about iboga is that it's raw (laughs) and we just eat it raw and it is done with a shaman with a provider it's done in ceremony the iboga um with the traditional you know buiti music from gabon so this is a natural plant from gabon and yeah it's 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 so powerful it's like i would call it they call it the tree of knowledge you know, the tree of truth. So it really um, brings you to yourself. It brings you to look at your demons, (laughs) your fears in a way that is easy to process. You know, it's not as scary as a lot of people think. A lot of people are very kind of afraid of the Iboga. I don't know why, maybe because themselves <laughs> but right. it is like you know they compare not to compare medicines every every medicine is so different but how I felt is that ayahuasca is a, a little bit more of like a feminine um, grandmother nurturing you know iboga is very nurturing but it's also more stern you know we, we would compare mm. it to like grandfather <laughs> grandfather right of the plants you know it's a little bit more strict like it doesn't sugarcoat things <laughs> it shows you yeah. as it is it's like boom boom yeah. boom um but it's <laughs> always with love you know <laughs> so yeah i yeah. saw some stuff and i was like oh no you know but i had to go through it and and it always depends on how ready you are to see certain things if you go into it with a warrior spirit and you say okay show me what i need to see i am not scared of anything then it will show you, it will show you, you know, I saw my death. I saw some of my friends um, experience that were doing drugs, you know, I quit smoking cigarettes after that. I quit, you know, even, um, you know, the alcohol, the drugs for long periods of time after that medicine, because it was like, oh my God, you know, it's almost like this, this life inside of me, that wanted to express itself. So the medicine shows me um, my death, but also like how to live, (laughs) you know, what do you need to do to live? How do you need to do to survive? Um, So it might show you things like how to breathe better, how to, you know, your thought patterns even. Um, At some point I heard, um, so I heard like my left ear started ringing, they started telling me all my negative self thoughts, like all my Mm -hmm. negative patterns. And then I started hearing my right ear was like the voice of God was like, I love you. You're beautiful. You're kind, you're good. And so now I actually can differentiate when I hear a negative thought, like I literally see it coming from my left side. (laughs) And then so things like that are tools that I get to use throughout my like everyday life so the medicine continues to live on in me and even when I have to sometimes like guide somebody you know with foods or coaching or anything like that the medicine comes through and it helps me to speak and speak in a way that you know I've never spoken before I didn't have this kind of confidence before at all 
So the medicine definitely helped me to solidify myself, strengthen myself, get over myself, get over my ego, like, you know, fuck fear, like, you know, fuck our ego. <laughs> Sorry. Like, yes, you know? I love that. Yeah. I love that. Thank you. Thank you for going back into it a little bit. It's, I, I it's so intriguing to me uh, because I, yeah, I haven't experienced it. So I just kind of live through, um, the explanation of these experiences until we get to experience it. We're, it's, we're definitely getting called to it at some point. So thank you for that. Okay. So it is for six months you were flying. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. My first time around, this was about six years ago. That was my first experience with Ibogaine and I would do it uh, one more time after that in Belize, when I went back to live in Belize, so I went to Montreal for a couple of years, was um, introduced to AA meetings, CA meetings, which I absolutely love as well. NA, you know, I found my tribe there. I found people that were like welcoming, kind, loving. And I really, um, you know, I, I did do the program for a little while. I loved uh, the fact that it was God oriented i was not god oriented when i came into the rooms but because of my psychedelic experiences i started having an opening you know i had seen angels as well so i was like okay this is this is for real you know there's something there yeah, yes <laughs> um, so i opened my heart to you know having a spiritual life praying meditating that kind of stuff um and yeah, so back in montreal with my daughter i also was relapsing though um, after those six months intense relapses and then they sent me to traditional rehab because they were like oh the ibogaine didn't work you know we need to put her on pharmaceuticals we need to put her on antidepressants and this and that so and I actually went down that route again <laughs> having gone through the Prozac round when I was younger saying I don't want to do yeah. it anymore um so yeah in and out of that but I saw what it did to people it was like really good for me to be in those rehabs because I really saw how they were like becoming zombies. Um, mm. And I was fighting hard not to take like seven different pills a day, sleeping pill, uh, anti-anxiety, anti-psychotic, anti-this. And I was like, I don't need all these, you know? Right. And, and But I was already like the healthiest person in there. Even though I was having my relapses, I was still having my big salad, saying no to the dessert, saying no to the meat, no to the dairy, no to the pastas. And they were like, what you're like the healthiest addict we've ever seen you know <laughs> because i had the food <laughs> thing down <laughs> i was like no sugar <laughs> you know like no sugar <laughs> i got my rules <laughs> oh, so funny i get it but um yeah so what was i gonna say yeah but and the doctors there you know they were kind of putting pressure on me and I remember one of the things I said to the doctor I said I'm going to heal myself with fruit and psychedelics you know screw you <laughs> and they kicked me out they kicked me out because I was talking about psychedelics <laughs> I was telling people guys you got to like go to the ibogaine is the way man like go to the mushrooms go to the plants and they're like you can't come back here <laughs> <laughs> you are a glitch in our matrix system we cannot allow this <laughs> yeah that is awesome. <laughs> and then, um, so, okay, so let's fast forward a little bit to my raw vegan journey where I fully, fully transitioned to a all raw living foods plant diet, which was about a year and a half ago. It was about 18 months ago. My soul, this was going to be the true healing, you know, beyond 
the psychedelics, beyond the meetings, beyond the yeah. therapy. Yeah. Like I had to heal my gut. I had to heal yeah. and get the parasites out. I had to heal yeah. my stomach issues. My yeah. everything is connected, you know. And like yeah. doing research, I found out that my serotonin was not all in my brain. It was all in my gut, you know. And that's why I was feeling depressed. That's why I was not able to stay sober too because I was self-medicating. So if I wanted to like not self-medicate, I had to really find that baseline of like healthy dopamine, healthy hormones, healthy, uh, you know, everything. Just my whole system had to be operating at optimal levels, you, you know, at all times. Insomnia? Did you also have insomnia from all the parasites in the gut and um, sometimes, yeah, sometimes I wasn't, I don't know. I didn't, you know, insomnia, sleeping was not really an issue unless, but right. I'm okay with the sleep. But for me, it was like chronic constipation or diarrhea, irritable bowel syndrome, oh, um, cystic yeah. acne. Yeah. Like anxiety, yeah. that kind of issue there, uh, hormonal Horrible. issues, like heavy, heavy periods, you know, just like things didn't feel right. So right. yeah, and I released a lot of parasites. I did an extended juice cleanse. I had done a few yeah, juice cleanses talk, before. Yeah. Can you talk like in depth on the juice cleansing? Like I want to know everything. I want to know how long you did it. Like what did your juices, like what kind of juices did you create and make? You know, I, I, I want to know, like I'm really, really wanting to learn more and more because juicing has been amazing for me, but I know that you've done so much even more than I have. Sure, I'd be happy to. <laughs> yeah, I love talking about juicing. So yeah, I had done a few juice cleanses before. I had done like a seven day here, a 10 day there for the last probably. And then when I discovered Raw Vegan Rising, um, Shane Sterling, who went on to become my mentor and uh, boss, actually, I was working for him for about a year. I recently left um, the Raw Vegan Heroes community but it was an amazing, amazing community, and he was a great support for me at the time. So he made a video about juice cleansing, but not just any juice cleanse. He was like, you need to go for 40 days or more. <laughs> and I said, what, 40? Like four yeah. zero? <laughs> and, you know, I had a sister, Nicole, who had been doing quite a bit of juice cleansing, and I, I knew that she had done 48 days. And I said, oh, my gosh, if she can do it, then I'm going to go for it. I And he talked about mucoid plaque. He talked yeah. about getting out that serpent inside, you know, that Jesus also talks about, you know, Jesus knew what was in us. He was trying to tell people to, like, get the parasites out, get the serpent out to heal themselves and get closer to God, too. So I 40 day juice cleanse. And Shane said, well, if you're still releasing, you keep on going. You don't stop. You just keep on going. And it could go 60 days, 90 days, 120 days. And I have known some people to go a full year on only wow. liquids. Yep. So I have so a question. So I've always been told that at the 90-day mark is when you release that mucus plaque. Is that So is that actually not the case? Can it be as early as 40 days or... I'm really interested in knowing more about that. Absolutely. It depends on the person and it depends on the level of toxicity in the body. Like if somebody's really, really sick and like has cancer, for example, or they're older, the plaque will be harder, more dense and more difficult to expel as well. But if somebody's in, you know, fairly 
good shape and has a, you know, ordinary diet, we could start releasing from week two. So I started releasing as soon as I uh, started incorporating a protocol. So with the juices, we do take a little bit of supplements to help push it out, pull it out like a broom, you know, it's a little bit of fiber, but it is not mm. the husk and clay. Like there is no way that that is the husk and clay. You know, people that are skeptical right. will say, oh, that's the husk and clay coming out, but it's a very small amount or it really, it's the magic of the juices and it's the magic of the, you know, oxygenation of the cells. I don't know if that's a word, but like when we oxygenate the cells, Right. Yeah. And it's like the body can release what's been holding what it's been holding on to for so long, which can be, you know, 20 to 100 pounds of old waste, basically. Wow. And it is it is hard. It is like it could be hard and you could pull it up with like a chopstick like it stays together. You guys, it is gnarly. <laughs> wow. So tell me. Um, did you incorporate, like, did you make sure to incorporate greens in your juices or did you make it sure that it was just more just like fruit only? Are there any fruits that you didn't want that you shouldn't combine together? Like, is, is there any secret formula there? Yes. Well, there's a protocol to follow. I also made a video about it on my YouTube. So if anybody wants to check it out, I explain everything step by step with all the juices. So we basically want to prioritize the astringent juices and citrus juices mainly. So citrus like orange juice, pineapple juice, grapefruit. And also there's a lemon ginger blast recipe which can be modified a little bit. But we want to have all the ingredients there because they're like the most antioxidant, astringent, um, detoxifying. So celery, cucumber, green apples, cilantro, parsley, turmeric, lemon, and ginger. So you could play around with those ingredients a little bit, but you know, you want to have like a potent green juice. And so basically we're drinking citrus juice and lemon ginger blast. If you want to have some fun juices along the way, that's okay too. Watermelon is actually really good too, like astringent or grape juice is really excellent as well. If you want to do just apples, like you could play around with the juices, but you want to make sure to have at least two liters of citrus and two liters of green juice in your day. So we want to have at least four total up until eight, 10. I was sometimes drinking like 10 liters, you know, those quarts, those big mason jars. Yeah, on some days I was drinking like eight to 10 quarts. I just couldn't get enough. <laughs> so you really, yeah, no limit to the juices. And that's one reason why people often um, don't make it that long on juice cleanses is because they're not drinking enough juices and they're not getting the nutrition they need and they're feeling hungry, depleted, yeah. or they have headaches. They're having like intense detox symptoms, which could come from the first day uh, and it could come like on the 40th day or 100th day it really depends so when we go into it we really have to be ready to like face those detox symptoms and it is not a sign that the juices are not working they are working right you have to go through that healing crisis and then freedom was on the other side which is amazing yes um so it's so interesting you said watermelon great because i i do you, you follow Dr. Morse, right? I'm sure you probably do. Yes, um, yes. He talks all about like the mono fasting, like the grapes and the watermelon. So I'm, I'm, I love that we can, it's 
you know, it's balanced. So we can throw in some of those fun tasting juices in there because girl, I'm going to need that. I'm going to yeah. need that. <laughs> I'm not too much of a mono fruit fast. My sister Jillian, she does a lot of them. She's such a queen. Like she could do, she, I think she went like 28 days on grapes and she does watermelon fast. And I don't know how she does that because I need the variety. The only, <laughs> the only like thing I've it. ever... The only thing I've ever done like that was the water, but like that was a different thing. But when I'm eating, like I don't know, but that, that's my next challenge. I'll I'll, I'll try a little mono fruit fast because it is really good for you, and it gives the body like such a break, such a break from digesting, and it allows for some deep. And when I do the grape mono fasting, girl, the grapes give me so much energy. I am thriving. It's amazing. So I love that you mentioned your friend Jillian because she's another one. That I'm like, oh my gosh, like these queens are amazing. I'm looking at all the food she's preparing and I'm like, I need to learn how to prepare raw food like that. So please tell yeah. me that one of you or combined together, I don't care, are going to create a cookbook because I will buy it. <laughs> we have definitely been talking about it. Yes. <laughs> please do please do and by the Thank way we'll you. drop that link uh for your youtube we're gonna drop all your stuff but the link for your youtube about explaining all this too because that's that's super powerful stuff yes. so this is you went on this and this is what did it for you yes it did the juice cleanse was like next level healing next level healing and also how the to refeed i have another video on that too it's important how we break the fast um, so we want to stay on the raw foods, right? We want to like start off with fruits and enter into fruits the whole first week. And then we want to enter into a little bit more like baby leafy greens in the second week and then fats in the third week. But the goal is really to try to stay as raw as possible. And what the juice cleanse helps with is really like it resets the gut microbiome, right? So we get a break, we get the, the crap out and then it's tuned into a new frequency. It's tuned into like the plants and the natural plants. Like, honestly, if you told me before my juice cleanse that I would never want pasta again or rice or even like those veggie burgers that, you know, store bought yeah. processed foods, like I would not have believed you because wow. that was wow. what my gut microbiome was like tuned into. It was like, that's what I wanted. That was what my parasites were craving too. Wow. You know? mm -hmm. And now I'm just like, I just want fruit. I just want, you know, smoothies, juices, salads, that kind of stuff. And I'm fully satisfied, like 100%. 100%. Never go back to eating cooked foods like that ever again. And if I do yeah. dare to take like a little bite of cooked food here and there, I feel my energy level go down so much. Yeah. Even with like a piece of like cooked broccoli or something. And I'm like, yeah. oh, I feel tired. <laughs> That is our same experience. We're like, whoa. Like, I mean, something that anyone else would, wow, that's a very healthy meal. And we can feel that it lowers our vibration. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. Gage Gorman, our mentor, Gage Gorman, he, we, we just had a session with him yesterday and he was talking about, because he does a lot of breatharianism and, and he was talking about how he had gone a long, long time without anything. And then he had like a drop of water and he felt the drop of water lower his vibration. <laughs> I was like, okay, wow. Whoa. <laughs> not there yet. But... Wow. Yeah. I have some friends. I don't know if you're familiar with Eli Martyr, who has the Free Melon Society on YouTube. Oh, no. Oh, man. He's awesome. Yeah. Jillian and Eli. Welcome there. Podcast. I recommend them highly because they're such amazing light workers. Yeah, and Eli, he does 
dry fasting for like five days, five days. And he has um, YouTube videos about it as well. And I'm like, whoa, <laughs> you know, that's yeah. wow. Next amazing. level. Stuff. That's amazing. I believe in the power of it, though. I know of the power of healing and fasting. And then the fruits, it's not, you know, I, follow, I don't know if you follow Karen Lee. She's another one. Those of you that are listening to follow on Facebook, she's amazing. She puts great information out there. Um, but what was it that she just posted the other day? She's basically posting that it's not that the fruits are healing. It's that they they're clean your system out. so you can naturally heal yourself. Right. They're, like they're removing the energy block. They're removing the energy block so that people can actually heal. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I want to say to anybody listening who has attempted to go raw vegan or even plant-based and they don't feel good right away, you know, keep it up and, and be patient with yourself because it, it takes a lot do the damage that has been done it could take you know mm -hmm. realistically speaking a year two years even to fully feel like our best and really thrive so there might be a period of transition but it's like okay you know at some point see my year and a half is done I'm like oh wow this is actually feeling really really great now and there were mm. some times where I felt more tired where you know, we're going through a metamorphosis or like, you know, the caterpillar becoming the butterfly and it's not That's just right. overnight that it's going to happen. So, you know, a lot of people, and especially around the one year mark, I just saw this girl on YouTube and it's, it's kind of upsetting because she was promoting raw veganism, veganism. They have like, you know, hundreds of thousands of followers. And then mm -hmm. all of a sudden they go back to eating animal products. They go back to eating dairy and they're like, Oh, I feel so much better. But it's like, oh no, no, that's not what's happening. Like you just stopped your detox. You know, you just right. stopped your healing with right. these mucus forming. And then to put the frequency, yeah. and then to put mm -hmm. the frequency of death into your vessel. No, thank you. No, thank you. Mm. Now, Aline, can you? And and I don't know if you're able to do it because I don't really know how to explain it. So, can you help me explain to people? how they can know the difference between a healing crisis and a flare up. Cause someone might get on this raw on this juicing on this hot, all fruit diet and then be like, Oh my God, my acid reflux is flaring up or the, the, the stomach distension or the, the cyclic acne, which you and I know that that's a healing crisis and you're act, that's actually showing that you're healing and, you know, mm -hmm. keep pushing through that. Is there a way though for someone to, cause I can tell the difference when it, you know, I can tell, Oh, I might have stomach distension that comes up, but, I don't have the pain associated with it as I did when I had it in a flare up situation. You know what I mean? Um, are you able to touch on that any? Mm, I'm not sure it's what you hard. mean. I'm not sure well, what you mean by flare up. So, 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 I, so what I mean, like, so I have people that talk to me when they're doing the all juice and they're like, Oh my gosh, you know, I'm trying to do the juicing to heal the eczema or heal mm. the acid reflux or to heal, you know, I, I have stomach that, that blows up from, you know, eating, you know, or from the lupus or whatever. And so when they, they get on the fruits, sometimes those type of symptoms will come up, but it's not because it's causing you to be sick again. It's actually coming up for you to heal it. Does that make okay. sense? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Okay. I understand. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I'm sorry if I wasn't explaining that or I apologize. No, it's okay. It's okay. Sometimes the English is, English is my second language. So sometimes there's uh, certain words that I am, I still have to ask, <laughs> but cool. um, yeah, I definitely, well, I'll give an example. Um, You know, I'm, I don't really have the scientific terms. I am more of an intuitive healer and, and I speak from experience and all that, but I do Which know that. 
<laughs> I wish I had bigger terms, but you know, definitely like when, yeah, when something might be expressed in that same way, you know, and especially with skin conditions, like when I was juice cleansing, I had really like my acne got even worse. So it's just the, the body's way to clean itself out. You know, um, mm -hmm. I used to have a lot of ear infections when I was younger, which was treated with antibiotics a lot, like a lot of antibiotics. And when I was juice cleansing, I felt like I had an ear infection, um, but it wasn't an ear infection. It was like all those past ear infections that were coming up and just just coming to the surface and releasing and, and all of that stuff, basically, like unless you get it out, it's going to stay inside the body. So all I know is it just needs to come out, you know, however long right. that takes, yeah. it just needs to come out and it needs to have the chance to express itself. Um, and not just physically, but like emotionally too. So let's say somebody feels really sad on a juice cleanse. Well, it's not really that they're being depressed. It's that like they've repressed yep. for so long and it's actually That's having right. a chance to express itself. So whether it's physical, emotional, you know, when we, when we fast and when we cleanse, like it just gives the body the ability to do what it needs to do. And we just need to keep trusting it and need trust that it, it's doing and its you thing. you have to feel it to heal it. So it's a good thing. <laughs> you know, even yes. for me, like, girl, I sweat like crazy when I'm <laughs> detoxing. But yeah. like, I welcome it, you know, because it's uncomfortable. But I'm like, no, I want this out of me, you know, yeah. so I'm thankful. Yeah. It's the path of the warrior, you know, it's not, it's not for the faint of heart. It's not an easy path to choose to heal ourselves. And mm -hmm. usually there's like one person in each family that gets called to do this work. Oh my gosh. I so, know. That's so you know, true. Yeah. We're doing the work for like all of our ancestors, for our brothers, our sisters, our parents, like a lot of people in our family that are probably still going to stay unconscious. And, mm. you know, that one person usually is the empath of the family, the one that felt everything. Nobody else feels that way. Maybe we have different thoughts about worldviews right now as well. Um, yeah. So just like I encourage everybody to, you know, answer that call if you're feeling it, because the other path, the other choice we have as light workers is is pretty dim. So it's like we better just go through it <laughs> and uh, heal yes. ourselves. And it's it's a good calling to be having. It's, it's we're, we're lucky we've been chosen to do the work. And we have the chance to also be happier at the end, you know, a recovering addict, somebody who's been through those depths of hell that decides to come out and finds their spiritual life and finds their real soul family. Like we have a fighting chance at true happiness, you know, That's so it's right. a blessing. <laughs> that is so true. Mm -hmm. uh, I love that you ended on that. That's so powerful because it does seem to be like one <laughs> one person in each family yeah, that's kind I've of been the one um, like, wow. and you're right the beauty is yeah we we're going through the necessary hell it may seem at times to go through and transmute all these energies and transmute the trauma transmute everything for the for our family for our ancestors but at the end of the day we do we have that opportunity at true genuine pure joy and love and happiness so that's, and everyone can heal themselves yes yeah. <laughs> yes. Only they have to heal themselves yes. it's like how bad do you want it how bad do yes. you want it it's a karmic yes. debt you have to pay if you truly want it Exactly. And then look at the work that we end up doing. Look at the work that you guys are doing. Now you're sharing, you're welcoming other people to come and share like that. That's amazing. You know what you, what you all are doing. I just want to take a moment to thank you for 
creating this platform for us and sharing love and courage and hope, you know, in our world, like that's what we need. So people that are healed help other people heal. And that's the basic um, principle behind it. When we heal ourselves and we heal the world, you know, we, we create projects, exactly. we create, you know, videos, podcasts, books, like if we're, you know, not on the path or not really like going to those depths as well. So thank you so much for creating this and inviting me. Well, thank you for doing your work too. This is exciting and we really look forward to continuing to talk and potentially collaborate and yeah, have you on again two, as part we'll two as, as you continue to grow into all the amazing things you're doing. And girl, I saw so many number sequences oh my gosh. She was, throughout this whole been, thing. Every time been, I would look at the phone, the time was like a number. I'm like, oh, She has man, a notepad and she's been writing down number sequences the entire call because wow. she keeps doing all of them. Wow. Um, I'm going to look them up. Tell us, uh, tell us where everyone can find. We're going to post whatever link you want. And then a couple key ones that we were talking about on this call for all of our listeners and anyone on our social. Uh, but yeah, but in case anyone is just listening, uh, where can people find you? Sure. So they could find me on Facebook. I am Aline Habib, H-A-B-I-B. You can Instagram, Queen Aline. And on YouTube, Queen Aline. <laughs> and this is a That's name awesome. that I have been given by my friends. So it kind of stuck, you know. <laughs> like, all right. Queen, and, you know, <laughs> own that for sure. At some point I said, Oh my gosh, am I really gonna this is me. This this is me. And I and again I, I got it in plant medicine. It's like you're a queen. Come on. <laughs> you just claim it. That's right. So That's right. and and I'm also creating a an online support community for those who are on this path, who are, you know, facing their challenges, facing their fears. And what I've realized is we really need support. We really need community. So I haven't announced the name. Oh, I haven't announced the name yet. I could, I could share it here. <laughs> I did share it on my Facebook. So <laughs> I'm trying to think, did I share it? I did. Um, it's King, Kings and Queens of Raw. Oh, I, I love, love that. <laughs> That's catchy. That's super catchy. Yes. Yeah. And it's all about like awakening to our awakening to our and becoming, you know, kings and queens of God, like servants of the most high and taking on the path of the raw living foods and the plant medicine. So that'll be coming up soon. It'll be on my Facebook. It was actually, I was going to launch today on the 11th of 11, 21, but I still have a few things to finalize. So hopefully the 22nd, so it'll be two, two, one, one, (laughs) two, one. (laughs) That's amazing. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Well, awesome. Thank you so much for all this. So we ask every, every person we have on, we ask one question before we close everything out. Um, if you could leave the world with one message, what would that be? Eat more fruit. Right on the spot. Eat more fruit. Eat more fruit. <laughs> I love that. that. That is simple and powerful. Thank you so much, Aline. It's been such a pleasure having you on. And we're so grateful to be connected and continuing to co-create this new earth together and help people heal as we heal ourselves. Thank you so much. Thank you so yeah, much. Thank, thank you. you so much. My happy pleasure. healing, everyone. Yes, happy healing. Awesome. Have a great one, Aline. Okay, thank you. Bye. Bye.